my experience was definitely a great time. I, I enjoyed every second of it. Um, I learned a whole bunch from Desmond and Greg, and I, I, I'm excited to see where Baseball Alberta will take me with my coaching career. Welcome to episode 242 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. From big tournament wins to big league call-ups, it has been another crazy week for Alberta's baseball scene, so let's get to the highlights. Last weekend was busy on the national championship front, with four tournaments being held. Dogs Academy represented Alberta in the 13U championships, and while they didn't medal, Coach Tyler Milton went on Twitter to say, What a special group. To represent your province in a Canadian championship is no small feat. To finish as the seventh best team in the country is a huge accomplishment from where they started nearly seven months ago. In the 15U Ray Carter Cup, it was also a Dogs Academy squad representing Alberta, and they fell just short of the podium, falling to Quebec in the bronze medal game to finish 4-3. and three. In the 16U Girls Championship, Team Alberta overcame a tough round robin to win bronze. We'll be checking in with assistant coach Sydney Moore in a few minutes to chat about the tournament and much more. And finally, Red Deer played host to the men's championship, which featured the hometown riggers as well as the Sherwood Park A's. It was a tough tournament for both teams, with Quebec taking home the title. Congrats to all the teams on their performances and to the host communities for putting on great shows over the weekend. In other news, Baseball Alberta hosted the annual Rawlings Cup in Sherwood Park over the weekend. The Parkland Twins came away with a 14U championship, while QOP Baseball took home the 16U title. We'll chat all things Sherwood Park in just a few minutes as well. The Foothills Major Baseball Association playoffs are underway. The Calgary Dukes will take on the Canadians in round two, while the Diamond backs face the Giants. We'll be keeping tabs on how things go there in the coming days. Former Dogs Academy and Okotoks Dogs product Jordan Procession hit his first AAA home run of his career with Round Rock Express this week. He's hitting 273 this season with that home run as well as 9 RBI in 17 games for that Texas affiliate this season. Congratulations to former Brooks Bombers and Sylvan Lake Gulls star Jonah Wisner. He signed a professional contract with the Quebec Capital of the Independent Frontier League. For more on his baseball journey, he was a guest on episode 233 of the podcast. And as mentioned, a couple of big league call-ups over the last couple of days with WCBL connections. Former Edmonton prospects and Okotoks Dogs two-way star Cody Thunder Burke got the call-up to the Minnesota Twins on Monday. The 2017 WCBL MVP pitched two perfect innings of relief and picked up the win in a 10-6 victory over the Cleveland Guardians. And Alejo Lopez is back in the majors with the Cincinnati Reds. They called up the former Okotoks Dogs product after he's put up some solid numbers with their AAA affiliate in Louisville. He's played in 75 big league games over the last couple of seasons. All right, take a deep breath. That was a lot to soak in. Now we can move on to the interviews. And as mentioned, the 16U Alberta girls squad took home bronze at Nationals in Summerside PEI over the weekend. One of the coaches was Sydney Moore, who was also part of the bronze medal winning Women's Open National Team Alberta earlier this summer. So we thought it'd be a great time to catch up with the 20-year-old Calgary product, who has become a great ambassador for the game through Girls with Game Calgary, as well as the vice president girls baseball for Centennial Little League. Sydney, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's really exciting. The latest event you were part of was the U16s as a coach where you took home the bronze the second this summer. We'll get into it in a minute, but let's start off in the round robin. It was kind of a weird one for the team, wasn't it? It felt like there were a lot of ups and downs for you. Yeah, we uh, we started off the bat with a a tough loss to Quebec, and that's kind of how it goes, but we definitely bounced back and 
and I were taking some names, which is good. Then you get into that semifinal against Ontario, and it from the outside, and you can provide us with a little more color. It seemed a little insane, quite the back-and-forth battle. How tough of a pill was that to swallow for the team as you came out on the wrong end against Ontario? Uh, it, was, it was tough. I mean, we battled hard. We came back from a, a pretty good deficit. Um, and like you said, it just kind of kind of snowballed a little bit. And we lost them pretty bad in the round robin. But being able to come back and only lose 13-12 is a pretty good ball game for us. How tough is it to go from that to, okay, we got to you know, put down our disappointment on that, turn around a couple of hours later and, and suit up in a bronze medal game? How, what, were you, what was your messaging to the team and the coaches' messages to the team to get you, yourselves set up to try to, to still come home with a medal? Uh, it was you earned it. Um, the girls worked hard to get where they needed to be, and they, they needed to prove right there that they needed a medal and that they earned that medal. Um, and so coaches and the, all the staff there was work hard play the ball game you knew how to play and let's take home another medal and you come home with the 8-3 victory against Newfoundland and Labrador walk us through that game from your standpoint what did you see and what impressed you the most about that squad uh just how close they came together in such a short period of time um seeing the girls connect on and off the diamond walking away from that 8-3 victory playing one of the top teams in the in the B pool was pretty stressful um the girls really pulled through with some couple uh, big time hits and caused us and claire claire pitched a a great game on the mound going 95 pitches for us and all the way through sixth and the third inning and really pulled through you're still a young lady and here you are suiting up as a coach for a program like that a was it your first time getting to coach at a, a baseball alberta level and then b what was the experience like for you as a coach I, yeah, it was my first time coaching at a provincial level. I was a coach for two years before, just here in Calgary. But coaching at this level is totally different. It's next level. It's, it's elite. Um, my my experience was definitely a great time. I, I enjoyed every second of it. Um, I learned a whole bunch from Desmond and Greg, and I, I, I'm excited to see where Baseball Alberta will take me with my coaching career. Obviously, you still have the playing career that you want to uh, focus in on as well. And let's rewind the tape a little bit to uh, the Open Nationals. And uh, we, we've had a, a couple of guests on to talk about the, the trials and tribulations of that tournament. But it kind of mirrored your experience with the U16s too. A back and forth round robin. Then you have a heartbreaker in the semis. And then you end up coming home with bronze. From your perspective, what was that tournament like? Um, it was... It was hard mentally. Um, that was we were in some tight games, especially the uh, the quarterfinal to get us through to the semis. But playing Saskatchewan had it gave us a run for our money. Um, but it was it was close. It was fun. I it was stressful, very stressful. But and like I said, the girls came close, and um, hopefully next year we'll be able to to be able to get to the next level and come home with the gold. You and I were chatting on Instagram Messenger about that team, and and one of the things that you mentioned, Cassie Matlock mentioned, and a few others mentioned, is how closely knit that team came together in such a short amount of time. Talk us through the evolution of that team, especially coming together from kind of all different parts of the country and different walks of life and different backgrounds, and and really melding together right at the right time. Um, it we just kind of decided that. We have each other's backs, and um, if we were going to do this, we needed we needed to trust each other. And so we were dancing a lot on the diamonds, and I think going down and 
spending time as a team and playing in olds before we actually ended up going to nationals kind of helped us get to know each other really well in our playing styles and being super loud and it like we were singing in the dugouts we had walk-up songs when there wasn't and we were dancing the Cadillac Ranch as true Albertans do um, so yeah that group just needed to to kind of get to know each other before actually going to nationals. How cool was that, too? Because you look at what that team had, and there's quite a few names that were both on the Open team and also on the 16U team. Like, this is a young Open squad that's going to give uh, other provinces fits for years to come here. Yeah, it was it was hard. I mean, it was great. Um, we, we are a very young team in the Open program. Um, we, we classify as the 21U, essentially. Um so for us to be able to have girls that are able to overage in the 16 makes it so that we have more experience in a younger division as well as gain extra experience in an open division. When you look at that roster, what stands out to you in terms, if you were to put on your coaching cap, for example, and look at that uh, open squad, how would you define it? Is, is it a scrappy squad? Is it a really talented group? Walk us through what, what you see as you, you scout your own teammates. Uh, gritty. We are very gritty. We coined uh, a term that has been around for a while, but Alberta Greece not winning a ball game till the seventh inning. We had to grind pretty hard and dig deep to be able to win some of those ball games and really push through. Um, but best word is, is gritty and tough. Is that also provide for maybe some heart-stopping moments as well? You mentioned you know we don't win things until the seventh inning. It's got to keep you on your nerves just a little bit, right? Oh yeah, it was. The adrenaline throughout that whole tournament was was through the roof. Um, being able to think back on it, I'm still getting the adrenaline rush from it. Um, but it was, yeah, it was stressful as always. As the ball game is, it was it was rough, but it was it was fun. Like being able to walk off and come home with like that bronze medal and being able to to grind through everything was was eye opening and how good we have come and how far we've come from previous years. Mm-hmm. What's it mean to you to be able to wear that A on the cap and the Alberta across the chest? Uh, it means the world. I'm a very proud Albertan, and to be able to do it again this year as a coach and as a player um, is is very heartwarming and, and very um, pride. Like It brings me a lot of pride to be able to do um, mm. what I do. When you look back at this last, especially this last year, how are you going to remember it? Uh, remember it as is playing baseball and, and coming home with two bronze medals instead of a bronze medal and maybe not a medal at all. Um, I think it's, it's going to be my, my proudest year as a, as a ball player and as a coach. Very cool. Take us back in time a little bit here. How did you get into the game in the first place? Um, it, it started back, I, I was a swimmer for a while and decided I didn't want to swim anymore and saw a sign for Northwest Little League and went, yeah, I want to play that when I was eight years old. And started there and just continued up for the past 12 13 years and have been continuing to try and grow and be able to continue what i do do you remember the moment where you went okay this is a fun game to hey i've got a future in this like maybe i could go and go places and you know see things and represent the province was there ever was there that moment where it kind of turned for you yeah i was i was 13 um and my dad had just found out about the there was a girls program uh in the province and i went to uh, a clinic and then was told about tryouts at the 14u division in 2015 and was like hey i i have a shot and ended up making the team going to westerns and coming home with a silver uh, in my first year and kind of stuck around with that from then on 
growing up, did you have a favorite team or an athlete that you really looked up to? Um, it was in the female program. It was Kelsey Lawler. I thought she was amazing. I'd watched her at the Women's World Cup. Um, but as an as an MLB team, it's always been the, the Giants, the San Francisco Giants. And them. I remember watching them win the first time uh, in 2012, the World Series, watching it on the TV and being like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. The Giants of all teams, like usually, I mean, we're in Canada. It's the blue. It's Blue Jays country, right? And so, what was it yeah. about the Giants that made you go, "That's my squad"? Uh, it was it was Madison Bumgarner, Buster Posey being super gritty in the Game Seven of the World Series, and watching them really buckle down and and try and uh, help help out their team uh, offensively and defensively, being able to to push through. And I was like, I love their grit and how how they play. I was going to say, I, I remember that year really well, and, and those two kind of stuck out as being like, okay, especially here in Alberta, you mentioned the gritty aspect, like they, they just kind of personify that, so that's pretty cool. You mentioned Kelsey Lauer, but talk about some of those influential characters from the women's program that really sort of helped guide you and allow you to sort of see see the future and see the potential that you had in yourself. Um, so Kelsey and I played together in 2019, I was only 16 at the time, and I, I remember like being awestruck when I played with her and her her stoicism on the diamond and her her knowledge of baseball um, and providing that to me um, like an example is 2019 in the open um, the the pitcher threw five straight balls and walked uh, the first batter and then the next first pitch and the next at bat was a ball and ends up walking that at bat and she looks at me and goes if you go up swinging she's thrown eight straight balls don't don't swing and I had never seen that before. Um, especially so being able to uh, experience like Kelsey, Caitlin Ross, uh, Madison Will, and being able to see and play what, how they play um, really helped me grow my baseball IQ and develop how my playing style. Not just that, but I assume that's a big part of the reason why you are giving back and are able to kind of provide that wisdom back to the younger groups. As much as you're still a young woman and, and still still playing the game, you're still uh, you're one of the veterans almost now, and you're able to kind of impart some of that wisdom, and not only just on your fellow teammates, but also, as as we mentioned, uh, as a coach as well. Yeah, um, it's, it's my whole thing is being able to help grow the, the women and female program in Alberta um, and having girls grow their baseball IQ and hoping that one day they'll make the national team if I don't or if other girls from Alberta um, don't. But we definitely, I definitely want to um, help them able to see the diamond and see the game the way I see it. Mm. How do you see the game? Um, I see it as a challenge. I see it as fun and it's challenging. Um, there's always something to learn every time I walk on the diamond. Um, and I see it as something that will allow me to help grow in my personal life. Talk about the advocacy piece for a second. And, and one of the first interactions that I ever had with you was actually a, a text message or an email um, saying, hey, we got this thing happening in Calgary. We'd love to, for you to retweet or, or post on Insta, whatever the case may have been. And you're, you're such a strong advocate for the game. Where does that passion come from? It comes from not knowing about it um, until I was 12 or 13. Um, and I already played for four years. There, there's not a lot that's known about the girls program in Alberta or in in general, um, and I want other generations and the up-and-coming athletes to be able to see that, hey, there is a possibility to be able to play with other girls and play with like-minded, strong individuals, um, and for them to not be afraid to reach out if there's any issues concerning anything, um, and to see that there is 
uh, a possibility to reach a higher level. Mm -hmm. How cool is it from your perspective, having gone through the system, to be able to, whether it's represent uh, Alberta at nationals on, uh, as a coach or as a player, um, and you get to go see you know those young girls or young young kids who are watching the tournaments in in those towns or or cities and they're asking for autographs they're asking for high fives and that kind of thing and, and being able to grow the game by being that that personable approachable uh, athlete. I, it's amazing. It's it's fantastic to see. Like I have younger girls who in the girls with game clinics tell me that they, they want to be like me and they want to be big and strong and they want to see where baseball can take them. It's it's phenomenal. It's eye-opening. A couple more for you, and, and to go off that a little bit is, um, I asked this of a lot of college athletes, is looking back on it, and, and you're getting to be the coach, you're getting to be the, the mentor with the, the clinics and that. What are your words of wisdom or advice that you give to those young girls or young athletes who are looking to become the next Sydney Moore, for example? Um, to work hard. Work hard and persevere. And as much as baseball and being a female in baseball is hard, um, it get it gets easier over time when you become more confident in your abilities to do what you do. Fantastic advice. Final question for you, Sydney. It's the one we ask everybody. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Um, it, it means the world to me. It's my it's my life. It's been my life for over a decade. Um, it, it's helped create who I am today. Really, really fun conversation to have with you, Sydney. Congratulations on all the success you've had uh, to this point. Continued success going forward in your baseball journey and beyond. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thank you, Joe. Next up is Josh Bishop, who wears many hats with Sherwood Park Minor Baseball. Not only is he the general manager, but he also does some coaching and was one of the main people behind the successful Rawlings Cup tournament recently. He'll also be coaching Team Alberta at the Western Canada Prospects Series in St. Albert this coming weekend. And we also got to talk about his hometown association, which exceeded a thousand athletes this year and has bigger things on the horizon. Josh, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Let's start off talking about what you're going to be up to in the not-too-distant future here. It's the Western Canada Prospect Series. You are serving as head coach. Uh, what's, that, uh, what's that distinction mean to you to be able to represent your province in that way? Yeah, actually, uh, it's the second year that I'm doing it, and it's been uh, it's been a great journey getting here. Um, you know, it's something that I've wanted to do for a long time, and, and now um, I have time to kind of do it right, and and it's uh it's pretty awesome so second year around what kinds of tweaks or things did you learn from last year that you'd like to implement for this year um i think just uh the overall organization of the weekend right we've only got the kids for four days and um you know last year was a little bit fly by the seat of our past because it was the first time we we've done it and uh this year coming in with a, a little bit more organized uh uh, between the coaching staff and and uh, baseball Alberta uh, as well, obviously. Looking up and down that roster, there's guys from all over the province: Calgary, Neutral Hill, Saint Albert, Sherwood Park. It's all over the map. How difficult is it to to bring a bunch of kids together in a short amount of time and get them to be uh, kind of swimming in the same direction? Yeah, I think uh, you know we we start out just with a with a simple practice and. And, you know, even as coaches, you know, we've only seen these kids play a handful of times. So, you know, just getting some reps in and seeing what we have. And then, you know, as the nice thing about the Western Canada uh, Prospect Series is that it's 
the first three games are kind of exhibition games where they're just proceeding so you can get everybody into games and and kind of go to work from there and um and yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about um, the coaching staff that you're bringing with you. You got Phil Curtis, Jake Landerman, and Cole McDonnell. I mean, there's there's three names that have been around the block a little bit. So, how much are you going to be tapping into them and and using the expertise that all of you have together as a group? Yeah. So, uh, um, Cole's from Sherwood Park, so I obviously know him very well, and and he's been doing our our second eighteen triple team uh, for a couple of years and, and doing a good job and. Uh, I've kind of been mentoring him and uh, through the years and, and just kind of dragging him along for some experience on this. And, um, you know, he's going to handle some of the defensive stuff and, and that sort of thing. And then Jake, obviously, is uh, he's coming to coaching in a, in a whirlwind, uh, doing the collegiate stuff with the Riverhawks and then obviously coaching the Riverhawks. And uh, Jake, Jake played for me, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, it feels like a lifetime ago now, but... Um, <laughs> And uh, so he's doing a great job, and, and I'm really excited to kind of get him into the into the realm of, of coaching in the baseball Alberta world, and and he's really excited about that as well, the opportunity. And then, you know, we we, uh, we needed a pitching guy, um, and uh, we knew we really wanted to have somebody from the south uh, join the staff. And I've known Phil for a long time, and, and you know, obviously he does a great great things down there in Calgary, and. Uh, it was kind of a no-brainer, and he didn't hesitate for a second when I asked him if he wanted to be a part of it. And so I, I'm looking forward to the, the opportunity to work with these guys as well. Very cool. From a player perspective, I know there's a lot of guys you, you know well. There's a lot of guys that you don't necessarily know well. But when it comes to sort of your mindset and what you'd like to impart on them, aside from obviously the desire to win, what kinds of things are you hoping to uh, to bring into the fold and make them realize as they go about this tournament? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is is the the whole reason this this prospect series even started in the Rollins Cup is because uh, we needed a tool to identify players for Canada Cup, and so for for me and and the coaching staff and for the baseball British staff, it's it's a chance just to get kids in and and have a look and see you know what we have moving forward. If we look at last year's 16 U team, uh, 10 of the 18 kids ended up on the Canada Cup team this year. Uh, so I think it was a pretty good tool, and then it allowed us as coaches to to know them a lot better heading into that second year. So I think I think the biggest thing for me, is, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily care if we win. Uh, obviously, everybody always wants to win, but I think it's just an opportunity for you know looking at the future and, and giving these kids an experience of what what this type of thing looks like in preparation for for Canada Cup and for McMurray next year. Mm. A lot of a uh, lot of things at play this summer. You've been involved in a lot of them including hosting a couple of tournaments over the course of the last few weeks and months here. Uh yeah. talk about this summer and and the whirlwind that it's been from from your perspective. Yeah, so for myself, uh, you know, heading up Shore Park Minor Baseball obviously May and June are our big months for for us because um, you know, this year we had over a thousand kids registered, and and eight hundred of those kids are uh, are house league kids, and and so that house league season in May and June is is really busy. And then in June we host the Doc Pulaski tournament, which uh, is now the biggest tournament in Canada. At least we can't find any other big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's 191 games played in in Sherwood Park in a four day span in June this year, and. Uh, I think we're just going to keep building that as long as we can find fields. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just the, the Rawlings Cup is uh, another tournament that I run and uh, that we run in Shore Park. And, and 
that, that's a super busy weekend because not only am I running around delivering baseballs and things like that, I'm also scouting kids, you know, in the team, trying to, trying to pick the team for this coming weekend in, in St. Albert. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that Rawlings Cup for a minute. And, and obviously you got the 14U, the 16U, and, and being able to, uh, to bring the best in the province into your own backyard this time around. Yeah, it's it's the second year we did it. Um, back in like 2010, 2011, the ABC used to run the, a tournament called the Rollings Cup, and and when I was coaching, it was kind of one of the premier events of of the year, and we and we kind of wanted to do that, and and then we needed a tool to identify players for this 60 new tournament, uh, the Western Canada uh, Team Alberta, and so we kind of just created the Rollings Cup, and and we didn't know how it was really going to go or if people were going to interested but it ended up 12 teams last year and um you know for me i think it was one of the best weekends of the year and i think this year as well it was it was fun and it's kind of one of those nice things where you end up with players playing you know from bonnieville playing on black gold or you know sure park playing on grand prairie and wherever kids can find a spot they want a big part of it and i think it was an awesome event Fantastic. You mentioned a number earlier on that I wanted to get back to, and that's a thousand, a thousand kids playing ball in your neck of the woods. Does that number, what does that number represent to you? And, and what does that mean for the, the ball scene in Sherwood Park? Yeah, for me, that, that number represents a goal achieved. Um, when I first came around, um, you know, I was, I finished coaching in 2017. I haven't coached, uh, that's when I had my kids and, um, I went more onto the admin side and, and we were at about 670 kids and, and we, we made some changes to the board and, and just reduced the number of people on the board and, and we filled it with great people and, and we just made a goal that we wanted to see a thousand and, and everybody worked really hard to, to do that and yeah we, we made it this year which was it was pretty special especially given COVID happened in between all that and mm-hmm. um, yeah so it was really good you mentioned the hard work piece what kinds of things did you feel were necessary for all the stars to align to get to that thousand I think I think the most important thing for us was retaining players um, you know our, our 5U and 7U and 9U numbers have always been really high but then we kind of had a drop off in the past and uh, we've rebranded uh, to the archers for our short park teams and, and then when we amalgamated with short or with Strathcona they were already the pirates so then we kind of had a, a new rivalry going on in the house league and um, you know we just kind of made it cool and kids wanted to be a part of it and now we see our numbers in 11U growing and, and 13U growing as well and it's it's mostly just retention of players uh, and then also you know um, people talking to each other and, and talking about how you know how much the kids are enjoying it and, and the more kids want to come and be a part of it so how much does fun factor into it when i talk to a lot of the athletes now you know compared to say 20 years ago where it was almost drill sergeant-esque no matter the sport now there's that element of hey it's got to be an experience it's got to be something that kids are looking forward to going to every day so how much of that plays into your mindset as you want these kids to to not just come and experience baseball but as you mentioned stay in the game as well yeah i think i think the fun factor is the most important thing um you know, we do our, our house league tournaments. Um, everything about that is fun, whether it's prize draws or, you know, the stuff that happens on the field. Obviously, with our, our 7U Rally Cap program, that's, that's our biggest program by far. And, and the Blue Jays being involved in that and kids getting the cool hats and, um, 
and then and then just the structure of rally cap with with the three teams meeting at the field um super positive uh, feedback on all of that at that level and we kind of get the kids hooked in and then and then they move up into the next levels and um you know we just keep trying to make it fun Mm -hmm. how cool is it to see the scene develop as you have over the course of the last you know a couple of decades especially and he's starting to see that i'll call it success breeding success but you're starting to see programs learning from each other but you're also seeing the players who go and and go on to bigger and better things are coming back and and instilling that love in the game for the next generation yeah i absolutely love it it's uh i had a neat uh thing happened this summer when we had our team alberta exhibition games against the river hawks we had ray brown and and jake lanferman on the river hawk side and then sheen bromley and i on the other and you know ray had coached Sheen when he was in high school and sheen coached me and then i coached jake and it was kind of like the four generations of baseball oh, and no way yeah and, uh, I, I just thought that was a great thing so and it's it's also great you know to see you know guys like keegan kwong and and um you know, over in Parkland, you got Zach used uh, a lot of those guys, you know, we, they, they love the game and, and they're at the age now when uh, where I was when I first started coaching and they're, they're coming back and, and you know, filling in now and, and doing a great job. Mm-hmm. We were talking off air about this. I wanted to get, uh, get this on air as well as uh, pretty exciting times. It's not like the ball season's coming to an end for you. It's a little bit busy as well because you got a brand new facility opening up. Uh, talk us through where you're at with the project and expected dates and what you're hoping to bring to the community. Yeah, so we're just we're right in the, the phase now of, of just finishing up renovations and uh, get turf down and hang cages and all that sort of fun stuff. Uh, the facility is kind of right in the, the heart of Shirt Park, just off the Yellowhead, and um, it's it's going to become a pretty cool little uh, community center for for our community. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a neat place. When you were first dreaming that thing up, what what was sort of integral? in your eyes what kinds of things did you want to make sure that was a part of it so that it it had not just a a wow factor from the beginning but also a bit of staying power so it becomes that as you mentioned that hub for for the future yeah i think you know obviously we we wanted to have all the technologies and all that fancy stuff and 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 make it you know the facility itself um very nice so people want to be in there but I, i think the most important thing is is just having it you know be the center of our community um, we're moving all our offices in there and um you know when i when i was a player um i played uh, for the northeast zone sharks back in the day and, and we had a plumbing shop that we would go in and the, the team would meet there every day through the winter and we would sit and do our homework together and 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 then hit and work out and, and do everything that we had to do baseball wise and and you know i look back on that and that's probably you know the fondest baseball memories i have was actually being in that building and not necessarily on the field Mm -hmm. and that's what i kind of wanted to recreate when we came up with the idea for the shop and that's why we named it the shop it was an auto body shop but now it's the baseball shop um and just you know have a place where you know the kids can come hang out and and do their work and you know as, as a part of being a part of the academy they get a membership and they get to come in and there will always be cages that are designated for them to be in and, and or in the fitness center working out or you know just and there's gonna be a big players lounge where they'll all, i'm sure there'll be lots of laughs in there and and just make it a community for us very cool it sounds like a lot of pride goes into the work that you and the volunteers around sherwood park and frankly around the province do 
on a personal level, what's it meant to you to be able to give back to the baseball community? As you mentioned, you're, you're a part of it. You grew up in it, and being able to give back uh, must be something special. Yeah, I, I love the game, and um, I always have, and, and I, I loved my time, you know, coaching, you know, 18 triple or 15 triple or wherever I was coaching. Um, but this this part, as I've got a little bit older, is has become a real passion for me, and I, I like I like being a builder, and um, you know, I really like you know seeing seeing the results of, of everything that that happens by the things that we do here, and um, it's it's pretty awesome. Lots to look forward to in Sherwood Park and area in the in the days, weeks, months, and years ahead for sure. Uh, one more final question for you. It's one yeah. we ask everybody. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Uh, baseball's life, man. The rest is just details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. That is that is about as good as that gets for an answer. Josh, really appreciate the time. Congratulations on all the success you've had up in Sherwood Park throughout oh, baseball, sorry. Alberta, and uh, continued success going forward. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast. All right. Thank you so much. Finally, one piece we didn't get to in all that news earlier was that the final roster for the Blue Jays Academy Canadian Future Showcase has been released with 21 Albertans on the list. We've been catching up with a few of those players over the last week and we'll bring you some of those conversations in the next few episodes. We'll start things off with Nathan Fluelling, who is a product of St. Joseph Academy in Red Deer. He had the chance this summer to play in a couple of games for the Sylvan Lake Gulls and like his academy and summer coach Jason Chatwood, isn't just from Innisfail, but he'll also be heading to Gonzaga University when his collegiate career gets going. Nathan, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me. What a year it's been for you, but let's start here. You're among those heading to Toronto soon for the Blue Jays Academy Canadian Futures Showcase. How excited are you for that opportunity? Uh, I'm very excited, obviously. I get to, this year it's at Rogers Centre, so I get to play on the field where I watch my favorite team play and then play alongside the best players for my age in Canada. So it's a, it's amazing. It's amazing to have this opportunity. Do you have any goals or expectations of yourself heading into the showcase? Uh, just go there and keep progressing every day here at home, trying to get better. But eventually when I get there, just not, not worry about it too much. Just play my game. Like just go out there and have fun. Cause just that's all it is. You just, you don't have to change anything. You don't have to play any different. Just play play your own game and be yourself, and the rest will take care of itself. I'm always curious, when you're heading to an event like this, do you tap into friends or others who maybe have taken part in it in the past to get some intel or maybe just get a sense of what to expect? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just texting guys that you know have been there, like even just doing your research on like past events and like that have happened years prior just to see what it's going to be like as well. How much do you lean on coaches? Like I'll use Jason Chatwood as an example, but you got plenty of others in your baseball repertoire that kind of allow you to give you a lay of the land when it comes to opportunities like this, especially going to uh, going to a big stage like this. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, I always try and ask as many people as I can what it's going to be like. People that have been there before, it always just seems to help out more asking those people in your life. As mentioned, a crazy year for you. You got to suit up for, in a couple of games for the Sylvan Lake Gulls, which is your kind of hometown team-ish, I suppose. Uh, what was that like for you? Uh, it was a pretty amazing experience. I mean, like, just being there around those guys, I think, just made me a better player. I mean, some of those great, some of those guys are just very professional, good baseball players. I mean, playing under Coach Shadwood was a great honor, but, like, just even being able to play a few innings just, it felt surreal and it just 
pay me. Just be thankful for that opportunity. How much does that fuel your desire to do it again in the not too distant future? Oh, absolutely. Just give, getting that little taste of it just made me want to just go and grind and get get more of it. You know what I mean? Does it kind of give you a bit of a, a sense of, uh, I'll call it accomplishment, but a sense of belonging to a certain extent too? Like, hey, I can hang with some of these college guys? Yeah, it, it kind of, it helps me understand like, okay, yeah, I'm doing, I'm getting up there close to them. I just, I now see what they're like and what they train like. And so that I can just use that to just help with my training so I can become more like them. You're also part of the team that represented Alberta at the Canada Cup. What did that mean to you to have the A on your cap and the Alberta across your chest? Uh, it was an honor to represent my province. I mean, playing along some of the best guys in the province and just even making some new friends on that team. It was just playing under some pretty good coaches. I mean, it was a, it was a great tournament. I know it's not the first time that you've done that, but is that sort of a, uh, a situation where you, you really, do you take that moment to soak it all in, I suppose, and, and go, okay, not everybody gets a chance to do this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take full advantage of it kind of thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, like, when you're, when you're having a busy summer, you just kind of got to sometimes stop and take it all in and realize where I'm at and just be like, okay, I'm playing against some of the best players in the country. I just got to be thankful and just, go out there and prove to myself that I can play with the best players in the country. Let's get into your baseball past a little bit here. How'd you get into the game in the first place? Well, my dad always played. I mean, I've been playing. I've been involved in baseball, going to his game since I was as long as, I'm, as long as I can remember before I could even walk. So, yeah, he coached me from day one. I mean, it's just he, he's the reason I'm in the game. Was it all baseball all the time for you growing up, or did you dabble in other sports and be a multi-sport guy? Oh no! It was always baseball in the summer, hockey in the wintertime. Just it was. It was eventually came down to the point where it was one or the other, and baseball was the the choice. So yeah. Was that a tough one to make? I know here in Alberta, we're thought of as being like a hockey first, football second, baseball, basketball, soccer kind of afterthoughts. Was that a challenge for you to make that decision, or did you know right away, hey, baseball's my game? Oh uh, yeah, at the time, I mean, like. Obviously, I love both because I got to play with my friends all year round. But I always kind of had baseball always kind of held a special place in my heart over hockey. So it kind of made the decision a little easier in that I I was going to choose baseball. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the Blue Jays were your team growing up. Did you have a favorite player or players that you idolized? Oh, back in the day, I always liked watching Josh Donaldson play. I think he was a he was just a player that I wanted to be like and just I just wanted to be like him back in the day so he was probably my favorite player for a while as mentioned you're a product of Jason Chatwood and the St. Joe's program what has that program meant to you in your development not only as a ball player but also as a human being uh, I give everything to that program I mean like ever since I me and my best friend moved away from home I guess not home but moved to the big city to go to school in grade seven just Going there each and every day has made me oh, just a better ball player, a better teammate. I mean, just having that opportunity, I don't know where I'd be without it. For those who might be entering St. Joe's for the first time, those young kids, you were them at that at one point. What kinds of advice, words, wisdom would you pass on to them so they take full advantage of the opportunity that they're getting? I mean, just take it all in once you get there. I mean, um take advantage of like the extra work you can use like after school the facility is always there but I think the biggest thing for me and 
the biggest thing in, that I have found is taking advantage of like the older players and like for me when I got there first day it was Gavin Glenza and Kyle Bellick the two older catchers in the academy really took me under their wing and I just learned as much as I could from them and picking their brains and they're the reason that I am the level that I'm at is just learning from those two as much as the coaches so as mentioned, you and Jason Chow would have a lot of similarities in the way that you guys grew up. And like he did, you're a Gonzaga commit. Talk us through that process and how you managed to come to that conclusion. Yeah, well, it's just I give my thanks to Coach Chowwood for that. Just like helping send out videos and they happen to have some interest. And then I just kept talking to them and it just all worked out in the end i'm just so grateful and thankful for that opportunity have you had that opportunity to go down there and check out the facilities yet yeah i've been there once and uh it was pretty sweet i'm pretty excited to go there in the future what excites you most about the gonzaga program and and the the thought of moving forward with your baseball journey um just seeing the guys year after year there go there and do well and then eventually get picked High in the draft, I mean, that is the end goal is to be selected in the draft one day. So just knowing that it's uh, not the end of the line or working for it not to be the end of the line, just someplace I can go and really soak it all in and take advantage of the program and the coaches so I can just elevate my game there as well. How cool is it to be a part of the scene here, especially given how successful your teams have been, how successful these these uh, academies have been, that kind of thing? From from a player perspective, how cool is it to be a part of all of the, the fun and, and a, a part of all the success? Well, it's really, really an honor to be a part of what we have going on here in Alberta. I mean, I think compare it head-to-head to anywhere in the country, we're just as strong as anybody, but it really is just, you don't really realize it now, but I'm sure I will that we really have something really good going here. And I'm just honored to be in it, you know, just being against playing against the level of baseball we have here is just, it's just an honor. Mm-hmm. Fantastic stuff, Nathan. Well, final question for you. It's when we ask everyone, what does this game of baseball mean to you? Uh, baseball means everything to me. I mean, I wake up every day and I think about it and I just, that's the really the since. I can remember it's the only thing I can see myself doing for the rest of my life. So I just put my head down and work every day to try and fulfill that dream. You know, Looking forward to continue watching you fulfill that dream, Nathan. Really appreciate the time. Congratulations on all the success you've had at this point. Continued success going forward. And thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks again to Sydney Moore, Josh Bishop, and Nathan Flewelling for joining us this week. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you like this or any other episode, make sure to leave us a rating and review on your podcast app. We'd love to get your feedback as it helps spread the word about ADS. We'd also like to give a shout out to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Yoketokes Dogs and AHP Academy have been phenomenal partners in helping us tell the game stories in our province. For more on our sponsors and for information on joining our roster, head to albertadugoutstories.com slash supporters. Until next time, thank you for all of your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.